multifamily mindset podcast think, think bigger all right aloha and welcome to the multifamily mindset podcast my name is tyler Devro, and today i have tommy from prime corporate services and listen Many of you in the multifamily mindset network know of Prime Corporate Services. You use them for your taxes, your entity setup. They've uh, supplied an amazing just resource for our, for, for our network from the beginning, man, since we started the business. You know, I was talking to Tommy off camera and, you know, we're talking about the videos that these videos are recorded way back in the day when all this first started. And, uh, man, I'm grateful to have you here. Uh, you're also going to be at Peak coming up March 21st through 23rd as well, Peak Partnership. So, Tommy, I'll stop talking, bro. Welcome to the podcast, man. You're the man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Last last office with the ocean in the background, I think I preferred, but this looks good as well. <laughs> I prefer that too, bro. Hey, I'll be back <laughs> in that office very shortly, that's for sure. <laughs> I miss that ocean view. Right now, I got a view of a building it's just not the same, bro. No, it's just not the same. Not the same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, man, hey, let's get into some entity setup. And this is something that for me, I'll tell you starting out in the space. Well, I, if I just be honest, even today is still very confusing, right? Like yeah. tax planning, entity setup, asset protection, all those kind of things. Because it's not my specialty, it's your specialty. And what I realized with working with y'all is that it is your specialty for a reason. And that I'm confused for reasons because there's a lot of shit to know, man, especially in the space sure. we're in. So let's start out with talking about like, what are the different types of entities to consider? And then why is it so important to structure that those entities properly when you're setting up really any business, but then, you know, specifically the multifamily mindset or the multifamily business as well? Yeah, I, I love this. I think this is great. I mean, one, one of the things that I've, I've realized over the years, so Prime Corporate, we've been doing this for 12 years now, and we've had all sorts of different partnerships with attorneys and with funds and all these other areas. The one thing I can tell you is it's not one size fits all, right? You can give yourself a baseline, but if you ask 10 attorneys the same question, you end up with 15 different, it depends or... Um, <laughs> You know, it, it can vary for each one of them. So the two things I tell people to take into consideration is attorneys are always going to want to protect your assets. Accountants are oftentimes leaning towards the path of least resistance to file your tax return. So whether it's YouTube University for 100 hours or all these attorneys, the three things that I think are most important for everyone to take into consideration, number one, Privacy and protection. How much privacy do you want? Do you want your names listed on these entities? Do you want your personal address listed on your multifamily property entity? I, I doubt it, right? We want to give you some privacy. Um, number two is tax benefits. Profit or loss, good or bad. Let's do whatever we can to make sure that you have a really good idea on how to keep more money in your corner. And then number three is credibility. Show yourself as a legitimate business owner, play the part. And not only for your clientele, for your own psychology, but for banks and lenders to build business credit as well. Oh, that's so good. So you said privacy, um, uh, taxes, and then what was the last one again? And credibility. Credibility, which is so huge. 
by the way, like for sure. that aspect of it. Like if you're going out there just utilizing your own name, your credibility does go down quite a bit. Okay, so let's talk about the let's talk about the privacy side first. Like, why is that so? Why is that so important? Yeah, for sure. So there, there's not all states are created equal when it comes to corporate law, as you're well aware, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a couple states in particular. So the two best are Delaware and Wyoming. There's other great states: New Mexico, Nevada, Alaska. The reason Delaware and Wyoming have turned into just the juggernaut that they have from a privacy standpoint is in the seventies, there was a Delaware corporations act that was passed and Wyoming has really embraced it. Wyoming's my personal favorite. That's where I'm set up is out of Wyoming. That's where a lot of the clients that are listening to this, that are working with us are likely set up out of as well. Um, But if you look up the entity out of Wyoming, I can't see who the owner is. Right. And I'm not doing that intentionally to try and hide. I'm doing that for my privacy in case I have a bad tenant or in case I have someone that's managing a property that I don't dis that I don't agree with. Um, Once you have a baseline of giving yourself some privacy out of the Wyoming or the Delaware company, then we can just build from it. If you have that solid foundation of privacy and protection, now whether you have one property or 15 multifamilies, you can just add to it as you go to really keep things streamlined, simple, and true profit and losses per property and per business that you ultimately open. Yeah, that's so good. Like, I'll be honest with you, the privacy side, when I first started, I didn't understand it because I was like, man, if a tenant has a problem, I want to know about it. You know, like that's like where my, where my heart goes. But in the reality, like, listen, your team should know about it. The right people should know about it. But there's tenants out there that don't really have problems. They just want to cause you a problem. And so just like literally that layer of, especially the bigger you you scale and grow, you know, the bigger you scale and grow, the more, more, more important that gets. So the the more, the more successful you become, it really is just the larger the target your back becomes. There's, there's an average of 40 million lawsuits a year. Um, It's like, it's like 76 a minute, something crazy. So it's nuts. Isn't that crazy? And it's, a lot of, I mean, the top three, three of the top 10 are breach of contract, slip and fall, premises liability, real estate, real estate, real estate. And it, it isn't much of a surprise because real estate's created so many millionaires. But if you have a property, people instantly think you have money. So you don't want to guess people's intentions. I think setting yourself up with the thought in mind of it's not if you get sued, but when you get sued allows you the ability to focus on generating income and what the long-term goal is. Mm, And that's key what you just said. And listen, y'all better be taking notes because there's a wealth of knowledge that's coming at you right now, years and years of knowledge that's being succinct into a short podcast, which is why, listen, you're going to learn a ton and you should better be taking notes, but you should also be following up with PCS. You know, and those of you coming to Peak Partnership, go chat with them at Peak Partnership. Tommy, you're going to be doing a presentation at Peak as well from stage. They'll be able to learn even more. But it's like, man, there's a lot to learn and understand here. So I want to I circle back to one thing, okay? Because you said your attorney and your accountant, they're different, right? Your attorney is going to be protect, toe the line, and your accountant is just trying to make it you know, easy as possible and make you save on taxes. Where do you guys toe the line there? 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good question. And this is where it does become very, very situational for everybody is we have investors and we have clients that are all over the map, right? We try and really help you understand as an investor, when you come to us, how much equity do you have in properties? What is your risk tolerance? We have some clients that will throw 10, 20 properties in one entity and give, give us a heart attack. And then we have other clients that want to do a different entity for every single property. And there's not one right answer because everyone's a little bit different. Everyone has different equities, right? So if the first thing that we can do is make sure that you have the protection, the following area that we're going to really try and break into with you from a tax standpoint, how can you be proactive versus reactive? There is, and Tyler, I'm sure you have stories of your own with this, but there's a major difference between tax planning and tax filing. And if all we're doing is you're sending us your documents and we're filing your taxes, we, we have a joke around here. It's garbage in, garbage out. If that's what you're doing, you usually don't keep track of your records very well. But if proactively we were to break the year up into calendar quarters, January, February, March, quarter one, April, May, June, quarter two, so on and so forth, the fourth quarter of the year should feel like a business shopping spree for a lot of successful investors. Mm -hmm. right? Maybe you're running a cost segregation study and accelerating the depreciation. Maybe you're buying marketing. Maybe you're purchasing another property. If you're not proactively understanding what your profit and loss is, then tax filing becomes very difficult. So protect those assets, make sure you know what your risk tolerance is. And then we want to talk about the options between proactive versus reactive when it comes to tax planning. Yeah, bro. And I will tell you that I had no idea the difference before I met y'all. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but asset protection, I had never taken an asset protection training. I had heard about it, but I had never, I didn't know it, but I, I just heard the word, right? I didn't know. So when I really understood when you guys like opened my eyes to asset protection and really, really what you opened my eyes up to was the liability and the risk that I had created without even knowing it. I literally made me like sick, you know? Yeah. But it did. Like, it really did just make me sick. And, and we're talking about reactive. Like, in that moment, I'm like, shit, how do I protect? How do I protect? How do, how do I protect to make sure? Because why am I doing this? I'm setting it up for generations. It's not just me. Setting it up for my family, my do generations, right? And to have okay. somebody to just be able to come in and wipe things out just because something didn't, I mean, shit, man, it's way too much risk. And so I want to circle. I want to just hone in on a couple things that you said, which is, Number one, it, there's not a cookie cutter answer. So, so many people want a cookie cutter answer. And so they go and they look for the cookie cutter answer and guess what? They find it. And then what else do they find out later that they're at risk? So it's like, what's so beautiful about y'all is you actually take the time to get to know people, what their goals are, what their situation is, what do, what, like you said, what their risk tolerance is. And when, when you're asking those questions, it's for purpose. It's for a reason to set it up properly for the person. And I thought that was so powerful uh, when I experienced that with y'all. And I was very grateful too, just for the, you know, just for understanding what I didn't know. I didn't know. For you sure. know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. it's, and it's the same, it's the same thing for me. I mean, I've, I've got, we've got 80 accountants on staff and I've got a full team of attorneys and I'm still 
constantly learning from an investor standpoint on what makes the biggest difference. We've done a lot of work with um, a lot of the people that put together the funds for a lot of your clients. And I talk to them often around when they're raising money, class A investors with passive, class B investors with sweat equity, if you will, how to create the fund, how to set up the entities. So no matter what the deal is that you're getting into, what I think is beautiful is even though we don't do those funds, what you've done is you've created this ecosystem for us to also work behind the scenes to set people up the right way. And it, it yeah. I like the word that you said there of legacy play, because that's one of the big things we do is full, full estate plans, trust, wills, living wills, power of attorneys. And some of the tax strategies that we've implemented over the last couple of years is Augusta rule. Rent out your house from your business up to 14 days tax-free. Pay your kids. This year, I've got, I got a three-year-old little girl and a five-month little girl, and both of them are making $14,000 this year. <laughs> I get the write-off. They don't have to claim it on the taxes. Um, my three-year-old had this brilliant idea of putting it into an IRA. I don't know how she came up with it, but there's so many cool things that you, you can do to not only benefit your business now, set your kids, set your loved ones up for financial freedom and help them understand how to, how to balance budgets and do these things that, in my opinion, you should have learned in high school instead of algebra and science, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so that, that's the, yeah, exactly, bro. I agree. And that, that's the key, right? You talk about being proactive versus reactive and tax planning versus tax filing. And it's like, when you plan... There's so many doors that are opened at that point, you know, and, and you mentioned, you mentioned that, and this is going to sound so silly, okay, but I'm telling you for me, it was a big deal because you had mentioned that the, you know, Q4 should be a shopping spree. And I would look at these people who would get new cars every single year. Do I think that there's better things that you can do to offset taxes than just cars? Sure. But I want you to understand, I, I used to look at that and be like, how, like what? What, how, like, you just think that it was, to me, that was a very big deal. Well, bro, I buy new cars every single year. Why? Because well, number one, I like to drive a new car. I don't know though. I got our, I got our new Raptor last year and I don't know if I'll, or this, yeah, well, this last year, that thing's a beast. I don't know if I'll ever, I, unless there's a better one that comes along, but I freaking love that thing. But it's like, that's exactly what happens. And why it's because I'm either going to pay it in taxes or I can actually get something and pay it to something that's like, dude, that I'm going to enjoy, you know, even those little things. I know as silly as that sounds was massively eye-opening to me of like, okay, there's actually strategy behind it. Does that make sense? I got a wrap. I got a new Raptor in December. You are speaking my language, my friend. It's <laughs> Let's go. They're amazing. huh? They are really fun. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's awesome. And it's what, what Tyler's talking about here is there's, Section 179 gives you accelerated depreciation over 6,000 pounds. And they're talking about bringing it back and cutting it back. But now they're talking about bringing it back to 100%. So the tax code is constantly going to change depending on when you're listening to this. And I hope to meet as many of you as possible at peak in March. And we can talk through what some of these changes are every month, every quarter, every year. A lot of you that are already clients, like Tyler said, just reach out. If there's something that we talk about here that catches your ear, understand how purchasing that Raptor 
$100,000 can be an $80,000 write-off to ultimately save you $40,000, $50,000 on a purchase price, depending on what the overall income is. And if you don't have the profit and loss, you're just shooting from the hip and oftentimes wasting money. So I love that you brought that up. Is there a difference between buying it in cash versus, versus um, getting a loan for it? Good question. Not really. I mean, you can also buy it under your name. It doesn't have to be under the business. The reality is it needs to be for the business or have some capacity that it's going to do work with the business. And you're constantly working. That's how it goes. You're looking at properties as a real estate investor. You are, you are looking for properties and opportunities. So whether you finance it, whether you pay it cash, whether it's in your name or the business name, if it's for the business, there's ways that we can look at taking the depreciation in most cases. Yeah, which is amazing. Okay, yeah. last thing, man, I know that you're going to talk a lot at Peak and present there and people can come and meet you at Peak and they better come meet y'all at Peak. Um, but I want to talk about just building wealth for yourself today because it's another thing that I want to drill home on because you talked about these things that you can do today that are powerful, but then also you, you do things today where you can enjoy life today, but also keeping your legacy in mind along the way. Can you hone in or just kind of drill in on a couple of those things? Yeah, I would love to. I mean, one of the things that we're constantly preaching over here, if you're just getting started, if you're brand new, if this is totally new for you, <clears throat> this becomes more difficult. But part of our strategy to help our clients is think about a blueprint or some sort of a roadmap and remember that it's not about where you're going to be right now. It's where you are in one year, five year, 10 year. So if we're looking into the future, a very biased opinion on my behalf says, what is your foundation going to look like? If you have privacy in the form of a Wyoming holding company and you have a subsidiary for a multifamily property, for instance, out of the state that you're living in, for some people, that's all they want to do forever is invest into real estate and multifamily and create cash flow. But for others of you, you may want some sort of a consulting business or you want to open up a paint shop at your local, you know, what whatever it is. Everyone's situations are so different that if you know what that's going to be long term, we can set it up from the very beginning, give you a roadmap on how to pay yourself out how to lower your tax liability. If you're going to buy a personal house, you need to show some personal income. If you're going to just invest into cash flow assets, let's accelerate depreciations to allow you the ability to purchase more of them to hit your timeframes. There's no one size fits all. Someone's time frame is one year that's watching this. Someone else's is 20 years and everywhere in between. Be honest with yourself so that you can put a roadmap together to place money where it's going to effectively help you end up at what your target goal is. Can I tell you where, where my target goal was and what I did with that? Because this is exactly where I wanted you to go with it. Because my target goal was this. I, knew, I know myself and I know that um, pridefully I wanted to own my own home. I wanted to buy a home. But what I really wanted, like looking into the future, and I think that this is what people just don't do enough of, which is why I love that you led with it. Look into the future and it's like, do I really want a home right now? Or do I want to make sure that I am, have financial security? And I believed 
that reinvesting into the business would provide that financial security. And so what did I do? Well, I did that. What I did is I lowered my income as much as possible to get as many tax write-offs as possible, which really ultimately what that would have done is it would have prevented me from getting a traditional home loan because my income was so low. On paper, I made nothing. But that was beautiful for me because then it just removed even the the um, temptation to go and buy a home. And instead, I built up my wealth. And what's crazy is I remember y'all talking about, hey, man, you save, you know, be proactive. And when you save on your taxes, you reinvest that into your into your business and into your company. And I thought, well, what? Like, like I have to save a shitload on taxes to even, to, you know, be able to reinvest that. Well, dude, as an example, just this year alone, and listen, last year was my biggest income year that I've ever had. And I get a check randomly for, I think it was like $68,000 tax, tax reimbursement. Well, what do I do with that? I reinvest that thing. And that, that's like a little Christmas present, right? A little, little, little baby Christmas present to go and reinvest. But that's how you compound wealth is you structure yourself so you protect it. You structure yourself so you pay as little as humanly possible in taxes. And listen, if you don't know how to do that on your own, that's why Prime Corporate Services has a business and has the, the reach that they have. And go look them up, man. Go look at their reviews. Go look up whatever you want to. They are, they are on this podcast for a reason. And the reviews are phenomenal for a reason, man. It's because you guys know what you do and you actually care about what you do. Steve, I love Steve, man. I love Steve. I'm very grateful for him. And just the friend that he is and the person that he is. You know, at any time that I've ever needed anything or anytime that there's been any issue that fast, he's available. And he just speaks to the person that he is, Tommy. And, and Tommy, you're the, you know, no different, man. So appreciate y'all and your partnership and everything that you've done for me and our clients. I'm excited to have you a peak, bro. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. This has been fun and I'll see a lot of you in March. It's good seeing you, Tyler. Thank you. Absolutely. And listen, if you do not have uh, your tickets to Peak Partnership, what the hell do you do? Get your damn tickets to Peak Partnership. I'll put the link in the uh, description as well, as well as how you can connect with Tommy and Prime, Prime Corporate Services. And once again, man, any questions, bring those questions to Peak, man, and come challenge them. So, Love y'all, man. Go follow, go, go, uh, you know, hit up Tommy and Prime Corporate Services, and we'll see y'all here in a little bit. Multifamily Mindset Podcast. Think, think bigger.